Hey everyone, I hope you're doing well. In today's episode, I talk with Mary Beth Donahoe from the Mean Girls National Tour. She primarily acts as ensemble, but she also is the understudy of Katie, Gretchen, and all the adult women, and has performed on all three of those. She has also performed in Beauty and the Beast, Newsies, Guys and Dolls, Mary Poppins, just to name a few. I hope you enjoy. Thanks. Could you recap yourself? Yes, of course I can. (laughs) I'm sorry, Mary Beth Donahoe. I grew up um, in Lakewood, Ohio, which is right outside of Cleveland. Um, And that's where I went to high school. I did a lot of um, different performing arts opportunities at my high school. I was in choir and um, in band. I was on the dance line, rangerettes. I did a lot of stuff at my high school. And that's where I really kind of worked on honing my performing skills and Mm -hmm. um, fell in love with it. So I studied musical theater in college at Ohio Northern University, um, which is a tiny little school in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. Um, But I liked it. I was there for four years. And then when I graduated, um, I did some summer stock shows that summer and then moved to New York in August of 2014. Mm -hmm. Um, And since then, I've been in and out of the city, mostly doing some regional theater stuff and then um, did the national tour of Beauty and the Beast and now the National Tour of Mean Girls. People when they need help. And um, I love that she's a tap dancer. I love that she's a female surrounded by all these male protagonists. So I really, that was that was such a dream to, to do that show. Mm-hmm. What are your favorite regional theater experiences? Oh, gosh. Honestly, I've made some of my best friends doing some regional theater shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually, I'm in two friends weddings this fall and both of them I met doing, um, regional theater shows. So I think really growing your community and meeting new people is probably my favorite part of regional theater work. How was it doing 42nd street twice, but it was different theaters and different directors as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I mean, inherently, they're different experiences because it's new people. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, one time I was in the ensemble and one time I was playing Peggy. So it was it was two very different experiences, but I love tap dancing. So that is definitely a dream show for me to do. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was both just very different experiences, um, both in the people that were in the company. I mean, both of them were, um, very close to the original choreography. So it was very familiar to me. Um, but it was very cool to explore the show through Peggy's viewpoint and she's on stage dancing the whole time. So Mm -hmm. that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Another one I have. And one is I had Mamma Mia and Mm -hmm. is there, I don't know. I'm just asking about it because Mamma Mia is one of my favorite shows. And how was that? That was so much fun. The music in that show is such a blast. And the whole time it feels like you're at a party in Greece on some island. And so um, that was a lot of fun. It's, mm-hmm. it's really uplifting and there's, it's so colorful. It was, that was, I just keep saying fun, but that's so true. It was <laughs> so fun. Yeah. Do you have any show from your regional theaters that not your favorite, but like really stuck out to you for some reason? Well, Newsies and 42nd Street are definitely up there. Um, I also love Mary Poppins. Um, Mm -hmm. That's a dream role someday. I've done the show a few times, but never is Mary yet. So Mm -hmm. um, that's up there. Let's see. 
Yeah, I feel like I feel like those are those are the top three. You hit some good ones. Yeah. So now, kind of moving on, why don't we talk a little bit about your tour experience as Beauty and the Beast? Because you were also the understudy as Belle, and you got to perform as Belle a couple yeah. times. Yeah. So, how was your audition process like for that one? Oh gosh. Um, my first audition for the Beauty and the Beast tour was actually before I graduated college. Um, mm-hmm. I had gone to New York, um, over my spring break just to go to some auditions and see what that was like. Um, and I'd gotten a call back for the Beauty and the Beast tour. And so I went back for that, but I, it didn't end up working out that time. Um, so the next spring I went in some more and I think I went in to sing first and then they had me back to dance. Um, cause the ensemble does a lot of dancing in that show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in for that and then I read some sides as Belle and I sang some things as Belle and I don't know, maybe I was in maybe five or six times for that, I think, and then mm-hmm. got an offer. What was it like because that was your first tour? Yes. What things did you learn as being it in the first tour? Oh, gosh. Well, I think I learned a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely, definitely learned to be patient. There are some very long travel days, um, especially on that tour. We had a lot of, um, what we call one nighters, which means mm-hmm. you come in and you do the show for one night at that venue and then get up the next morning and on the bus at 6am and drive for eight hours and then go into the next place and do the show again. So, mm-hmm. um, so patience with all of the bus days and then also, you know, making sure I was really taking care of my body. Mm-hmm. Um, cause when you're all cramped up on a bus and then you go to, you know, do a giant kick line, then your muscles are like, what are you doing to me? So, uh, <laughs> learning how to, you know, roll out or how to actively stretch or, you know, just to do yoga every day to keep my body in decent shape. Um, so that it wasn't feeling crunchy, uh, mm-hmm. was very important. And something I noticed is for Mean Girls Tour, that's the first national tour. And with mm-hmm. Beauty and the Beast, it's not like the first, but it's definitely not the first. <laughs> so, definitely not the first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've noticed in like later ones, they usually stay a little shorter than in the first tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for Mean Girls, because it's the first national, it's the first time anywhere outside of New York and mm-hmm. D.C. from the tryout is seeing the show. So... Um, usually we stay places at least a week, if not, you know, Chicago was five weeks or LA Mm -hmm. was going to be six weeks. So, um, that's just a lot longer to sit down. So you can kind of establish a little more of a life in each city. Um, Mm -hmm. versus when I was on beauty and the beast, like I said, there were some times where we'd come in and do one show and then leave the next day. So I definitely saw more cities on beauty and the beast, which was very cool to see more of the country, but I do like being able to sit down in places for a little longer. Yeah. So what was it like your first experience going on as Belle? Oh, gosh, I remember that so vividly. We were in Portland, Oregon, and I got a call the day before Mm -hmm. um, that our Belle was going to be out the next day. So I just tried to breathe. (laughs) Um, And we'd had we'd had rehearsals at that point. And I don't remember. I don't think we did. We didn't really do put ins, but we did. Um. You know, I, I got to practice in the yellow dress because mm-hmm. waltzing in that is it's so heavy and it's so big and you have to make sure you know where you're going or else the dress is going to take you down. <laughs> um, 
So the next morning I got in early and I had all this coffee and I couldn't eat anything. And I felt so sick because (laughs) I was, I'd never done it before. And it's kind of terrifying. It's very exhilarating, but it's kind of terrifying. So, um, I just remember reviewing some lines and going over a few scenes and being like, all right, you know, I know, I know what I'm doing and now I just need to go do it. And Mm -hmm. I remember at the very beginning that do, 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 where she felt, you know, she turns in her blue dress and I just remember looking out and everything was dark and I just saw one green light and I was like, all right, green means go. Like, let's go. So, oh, that's all I can remember. It was such a blur, but it was, it was very fun. So now that we're kind of going forward, now would you be comfortable talking a little bit about Mean Girls tour? Yes, of course. How did you get your audition? Um, my initial audition for Mean Girls, I don't remember if it was a dance call or a singer call, but it was mm-hmm. just an, an ECC is what they're called where anyone in the union can show up mm-hmm. and audition. Um, so that's what I had done. And I got a call back from that. I, I guess it must've been singing first. I should look back. Cause I have, I have a lot of all of my auditions that I've been to. So <laughs> I know it's in there somewhere, but um, went in to go sing and went into dance. And I, that was for, I think the DC tryout initially. And I didn't get that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it came back to New York, I was like, Oh my goodness, there's this girl on the show that looks exactly like me. Like that's totally <laughs> the track I could be. Um, and she had stayed with the Broadway company. So, um, I'd gone back in a handful more times, um, both on my own for like an ECC or an EPA. Mm-hmm. And then there were a few times where they'd call me back, which must've been from that initial, um, audition. So I actually ended up going in like 11 or 12 times for me and girls. And there were sometimes where it was for the Broadway company, sometimes for the tour, sometimes mm-hmm. for a specific cover, sometimes for the ensemble. So, um, but then I did end up doing the same track as the girl in the Broadway company. Her name's <laughs> Devin. Um, and she and I both have curly hair. We both kind of have a round face. So um, we play the same track. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you remember, like, if this was a show, like, what scene were you in when you had found out you got the part? Um, so when I found out that I got an official offer, it was actually an email that I got. Um, and at the time I was doing newsies Mm -hmm. and I knew that offers were probably going to be going out within like a one or two week period. And I thought it was that first week and I didn't get it (laughs) that first week. And I was like, you know, maybe they just didn't get a chance to get over the weekend, maybe Monday or Tuesday. And Mm -hmm. I didn't hear anything. And then it must've been sometime later that week. And I was doing a show at Newsies and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Like I didn't have any emails before this. So I went to go check my email and it was right at places call for Newsies. <laughs> and I got, I started reading it and I'd gotten an offer and I got so excited. And I started crying in my dressing room and my friend Galliana, she was my dressing room roommate. She was playing meta. She's like, you have makeup on, you have to go on stage. So there was, it was a, a lot of emotion for me. I tend to be very outwardly expressive. So, um, so I, you know, went on stage and I did my one line and I came back and then I was like, wait, I have to make sure that's actually what the email said. Cause I read it so quickly that I was like, what if they still needed to see me for something? I don't know. And then I, I read it and, and that's what it was. I was very excited. Yeah. What was the process from getting it from the news that you got in to going to your first show? Oh my goodness. So it was a, a long rehearsal process. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, we sent in some measurements and things um, for costumes and for wigs because mm-hmm. they were getting started right away with making everything for us because like you said, it is a first national. So it's the first time this is going out. So um, they had to make everything 
you know, make everything or buy everything from scratch, depending on what it was. So mm-hmm. a lot of stuff had to be made in the meantime, plus all of our understudy costumes. Yeah. So it's a lot of work, um, a lot of pre-pro, as they say. Um, so um, I sent in all of that and was mm-hmm. in New York for some fittings. And then we had three weeks of rehearsals in New York. Um, mm-hmm. where they mostly taught us um, the same version as Broadway. And then there were definitely some places where they changed things. Um, so it was really cool because um, Casey Nicola, the director, was in the room and Casey Hushin, his assistant um, or associate, and John McGinnis, who's the associate choreographer. All these people were in the room and they're making changes here. Or, you know what, we don't like that on Broadway. We're going to change this here. Or we're not really sure what we want, but can you try this first? Okay, we don't like that. Can you try this? <laughs> okay, just kidding. Go back to the first time. So a lot of like piecing things together and Tina Fey was in the room and Jeff Richmond and Nell Benjamin. So all these creative people are all in the room. Like, you know what? I don't like that line. We're going to change this. Or how about try that or do this lyric instead. So it was so much information to process because we were constantly like on our feet, changing things, which is very similar to what, you know, the DC tryout would have done. Like they're Mm -hmm. learning things and then scrapping things all on the same day. So we didn't have quite as much, you know, new material constantly thrown at us, but it was definitely fine tuning a lot of bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. How was your first show like? Oh my gosh. It it was, oh gosh, it's exhilarating. It's <laughs> exhausting because it's, especially for the ensemble in the mm-hmm. show, we're, we're on stage dancing the whole time and it's all full out and um, very high energy athletic dances. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I remember sweat, getting so sweaty, getting so tired, um, but it's so much fun. It's really uplifting and it was very cool to have an audience response, like on all the laugh lines, you know, at this point we'd heard them for three weeks and no one's laughing at them anymore. Yeah. So to have an audience in there that's like responding the way you're like, oh, this is working. So that was really cool because, you know, it's a dialogue. So it was, it was very cool. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you were put in as the understudy and what role did you play? Um, My first put in rehearsal I had was for Katie Heron Mm -hmm. and it was actually in Cleveland where I'm from. Um, So we had a lot of rehearsals leading up to that, but it was very cool um, because my mom was able to sneak into the audience so she could watch it, (laughs) which was very me because she didn't know what she was going to be able to. Um, And it was a little terrifying again, because it's the same idea as when I was going on for Bell. I was like, you know, I know, I know all of this stuff and I know I practiced all of this, but I've never actually done it. So there's definitely a part of me that feels like, okay, I just need to do it once to prove to myself that I can do it. Cause I've already proven to everyone else, you know, they cast me in this role. They have faith that I can do this. We rehearsed it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of the last person that I need to convince <laughs> that I can do it. So it was, it's very fun. And Katie's on stage the whole time. I think there's like eight minutes where she total throughout the entire show that she's off stage. And all of that is she's changing or she's getting a sip of water or, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, she's doing something constantly. Everything mm-hmm. is choreographed. So it's a lot of stuff to know. And, you know, there were a bit of, there were a few things here and there that I was like, oh, didn't do that right. Or, oh, now I know next time not to do that. But um, it was very, it was very fun. Do you remember what show you first performed as an understudy in? to the public um yeah the first one actually I did was in Philadelphia mm-hmm. um yeah in November um I went on for the adult women track which is um Mrs. George and Mrs. Heron and um Miss Norberry mm-hmm. so that's also a lot of information because <laughs> three different characters the whole time she's the only person that um 
like switches the, the only mm-hmm. actor that switches characters throughout the show. Um, but that was also so much fun because all of her characters, especially Mrs. George is just so out there and is so kooky. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was really fun. I actually, um, had a friend that was coming to see the show that day. So I called him <laughs> as soon as I found out and I was like, guess what I'm going on. So it was fun. Cause I had someone there and, um, it was, again, it was like, Oh, that feels so nice. Like, things that I think I'm doing. And then, and then the audience actually laughed at it. I was like, Oh my goodness, which isn't really a testament to me. It's much more a testament to the writing and to the creative team, but it's so cool to be part of that story just in a different way. Yeah. I, I wanted to talk about this because especially with the adult women, I don't, it's, I don't know how long, but it's not quite a long time between between you have to play Katie's mom, Miss Heron, and then you have to switch over to Miss Norbury. Is that correct? Right. Mm-hmm. That's there. A lot of her changes are really swift. There's one um, in Act Two that happens truly just right in Wing One. She kind of scurries off stage and takes off all the Mrs. Heron stuff, and underneath is all the Mrs. George stuff. And she, you know, she's sliding mm-hmm. into these like six-inch heels and getting a new wig on, and all this jewelry because Mrs. George always has jewelry. So that one's really fast. It's probably 25 (laughs) seconds or so, but, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, that was something that we worked on a lot in understudy rehearsals is how do you Mm -hmm. switch from one very distinct character to another very distinct character so quickly. So, um, I, I had to work on finding things that could ground me like, okay, remember what shoes I'm wearing or remember my, my tasks in this scene. And you kind of get back down to like some fundamental acting stuff to like ground you back into which character you are. Mm -hmm. What do you think is the most challenging part of handling all your roles? Oh. I don't know. You know, I guess it's just, it's a lot of material to remember. Mm -hmm. A lot of details with like, even with props and things, it's just, it's just so much to know Mm -hmm. because like I said, Katie Heron is on stage the whole time, except for eight minutes. And all of that is her changing. Um, and then Gretchen is so fast and she's got all these, she always has purses or (laughs) like she always has things with her. So it's a lot of, um, ography to remember. And then, um, with the adult women role, it's, it's just so, it's such a different show (laughs) than, Katie or Gretchen or my ensemble track. So it just feels like something totally different to remember. But a lot of us that understudy will be, you know, backstage and we're in our ensemble gondola changing, like going, you know, saying the lines with the actor (laughs) on stage as there, as the show's going on, just kind of to remind myself like, okay, this is the line or, oh, you know, I messed that up on understudy rehearsal the other day. Let me practice this the next few times it comes up. So it's just so much to know. But when you're doing the show every day, then it's, it's all there. At least like the lines are all there. You know, I could, probably gone through the whole show as everyone if I needed to but we all could because you know you hear it 150 times in a row yeah what is your favorite part about being playing your roles and things like Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. um I think I think being part of a story that is talking about inclusivity and talking about authenticity and being yourself and making space for other people to be themselves. I think that message is important, Mm -hmm. um, especially right now, because there's a lot of really scary stuff going on in the world and the news. And um, I think a lot of it comes down to respecting other people to be their own person. 
which maybe is reductive and kind of general, but I think it's important to be telling that story in the mm-hmm. same way that like Caitlin Cawson, my ensemble character, she is her own <laughs> self too, in the same way that I'm my own self. And we can all come together to tell this story, but we can also come together and tell a bunch of other little stories that are happening on stage at the same time as the main one. So um, I like I like being part of that every day. And it's uplifting. I always end the show and I'm in such a good mood <laughs> because it's it's fun and I feel energized. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of Caitlin, what are some way or what are some details that you you like kind of made up to make Caitlin your own or like make her more of a real character? Yeah. Well, I I think she definitely stems from um being similar to the way I was in high school. Like she's she's kind of definitely more well-dressed than I was in high school, <laughs> but she's kind of preppy. She doesn't she's, you know, kind of friends with everyone, but doesn't really have like her own click all the time, but she has a different relationship with other people. And um, I don't know. It's, it's funny. We've developed like different things, like during some of the classroom scenes, like, Oh, I always talk to this person or <laughs> she's infatuated with, we, this is kind of a fun storyline. So um, Sky Flaherty, who plays um, Tyler Kimball in the show, he, he and Caitlin Cawson are sometimes a thing. Sometimes they're not a thing. Sometimes they're dating. Sometimes they're trying to date. Sometimes we'll come on stage and mm-hmm. I'll be acting as if he's my boyfriend. And then Tyler Kimball's like, oh, I'm breaking up with you. And so then we have these whole, <laughs> like we have little nuanced stories that we can kind of form around, you know, we always need to do this and we always need to do that. But, you know, how do we get from point A to point B is sometimes different every night. So I think that's that's fun too. It keeps the show alive. Yeah. What do you think for the rest or just like the show in general, what is like a quirky fact that you really love, but not a lot of people notice or they notice and they don't think of it so much. I'm trying to think, I feel like we have a bunch of goofy props. Like there's always a funny prop thing (laughs) Um, or a lot, you know, what people write in their notebooks during stupid with love. Sometimes (laughs) it's people making fun of each other. Sometimes people passing notes. Um, hmm. Give it a quirky fact. I don't know. Oh, you know, something I do like is um, at the very beginning when um, Katie's in Africa and all the animals come out. Mm-hmm. So all the animals are made to look like they could have been made in an art classroom in high school. So, you know, the the whiskers on the lions are like zip ties that are kind of crimped. <laughs> Or, you know, their, their hair is made of, um, like, yellow measuring tape. Or, um, uh, oh, gosh. Oh, the ostriches have, like, um, gloves on them that are, like, white with little black grippy dots. So it's, I think that's kind of cool. But you, that's something you totally wouldn't notice unless you were maybe in the first few rows. But I think that's really clever. Yeah. Because it is, like, a high school show with high school characters. So exactly adding that detail could... Yeah. So here, let me pull up my notes because I had some more stuff, but <laughs> of course, I don't remember everything off the top of my head. That's all right. So what are some things that you find relatable to the characters you understudy and even Caitlin? Hmm. That I find relatable like myself? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, everyone goes, I mean, maybe, I guess not if you're 11, not yet, but everyone goes or will go to high school. Um, so we've all been in a place where, especially like Katie, we're trying to fit into a crowd or we're trying to figure out, okay, how do things work here? You know, this is new. I remember 
my freshman year, I was so upset because on my schedule, I had a lunch and I was, I didn't know who I was going to sit with at lunch and how was I going to walk around the cafeteria and not know where to sit. And that was like my biggest stressor going to high school. Um, so we can all relate, I think, to, you know, wanting to belong or wanting to find your group. Um, and I think Gretchen really feels that way. Um, yeah. And so I definitely can, when I'm going on for Gretchen, I can tap into those feelings of remembering like, oh my gosh, it, it was, I always wanted to cling to, you know, someone, have someone mm-hmm. else there. Um, and then for the adult women, Mrs. George is just a hoot and she's so much fun. So I always, I kind of try and not channel Amy Poehler, but I just remember how kooky watching Amy Poehler in the movie was. And so, you know, trying to find what makes me goofy. Um, and Miss Norberry is just like, you know, she's over it and she's not over it, but she's, she's very dry. And, um, you know, it's kind of like swatting away remarks from other people. And it kind of reminds me of sometimes how I act around my brothers <laughs> or, um, and Mrs. Heron is just so loving. She's just, oh, she's, you know, she's in her, she's just kind of in her own world, but she's really there for Katie at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Yeah. We find yeah. different things with each person. To finish up, there are some things, as I said, I have your resume on here. And I was looking <laughs> at the special skills and I always love looking at theirs because there are some things that I find is so cool. And you can do rigged flying. Yeah. That was something I learned um, when I went to Ohio Northern. We actually brought in um, ZFX, which is um, a flying company, a theatrical rigged flying company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got to do like, you know, double points and I'm just like up flying in the air. And then there are people o- over at the ropes that are making me go higher, making mm-hmm. me move. Oh my goodness. It was so much fun. And I can, I kind of sometimes can be scared of heights if I'm, mm-hmm. you know, suspended or I don't feel safe. But, oh, rigged flying was so much fun. And that is such a dream of mine to to fly in a show one day. So that's also why Mary Poppins is up there because she has to fly. So, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. You can do flips and you can – oh, yeah, I had a blast. <laughs> it was really yeah. cool. So another thing I saw is you can do dialects. And what do you think helps you channel the dialects you have to do? Why, Julie Andrews, of course. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I don't know. I think it's just from different movies that I've seen or different Mm -hmm. shows that I've seen. I'm like, oh, I really want to play that character. And then I got to work on it. Or, you know, I played a character in in college that was a French woman who was, you know, 60 something years old. So definitely not appropriate for my type at the time or yet. (laughs) But um, so that I kind of had to learn how to do a French dialect and then, you know, speak a little bit of French, which I, I, didn't and don't and probably may, well, I won't say never but definitely don't have don't have any French competence anymore but um so I think honestly just from shows and movies that I've watched I I feel like is a good way to learn like when you're the more you're hearing it then yeah so my last question is what piece of advice would you give to an aspiring actor actress I would say to keep being curious about the things that interest you. Mm-hmm. So you are the only version of yourself that there is ever going to be. So you have something unique and different from everyone else that you can mm-hmm. add to, you know, your world and to your community and to the theater. Um, so I think the more that you're curious about 
whatever interests you, whether it's, you know, I've been gardening a lot recently, or I've been reading all of books recently. And so all of those things, whether I know it or not, are going to influence how I act on stage or how I interact with other people. And that's something that only I can contribute and not something that you or anyone else can take away from me. And I can't take that away from you either. So, mm-hmm. um, I think all of those things go to creating a fuller, deeper, more expressive, more individualistic human that is able to come and, you know, tell your story in a different way than anyone else. So I think, you know, whether it's in, I mean, if you're interested in theater, yes, of course, explore more in theater, but also Mm -hmm. you can have other interests in things that will fuel you and fill you in different ways. And I think that is really valuable. Yeah. So while I think this is all the content we need for now, and I don't want to keep you too long. I, yeah, well, thank you so much for coming. Have You're a nice welcome. Day. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. And I'm so impressed. You're 11 years <laughs> old and you have your own podcast. My goodness. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I really appreciate you coming here. It's so cool to like meet you and all this yeah. stuff. It's so cool to meet you. Thank you so much for reaching out. This has been so much fun. Yeah. So have a nice day. I hope you and your loved ones stay safe and have a nice time. Thank you so much. I wish the same to you. Thank you. Bye. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening. This was the interview with Mary Beth Donahoe, and I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I did recording it. Thanks.